0: It's going kind to of go into a couple of, I guess, like the staple crowdsource questions. Uh, we did get a couple, mm-hmm. um, but one of the ones I, I do like asking is um, if you have a pregame ritual and if you do, what is it? So my pregame ritual, um,
1: and this kind of started back when I was swimming is, you know, I'll just put earbuds or something in and I separate myself from everybody. Like I'll, I'll go walk down a hallway where nobody is and I'll bring a ball with me. And I, I start to just kind of get in that headspace. Um, it doesn't matter what music I'm listening to or anything. You know, I'll just play something on Spotify um, and hope that, you know, maybe a song I like comes on. But it's more of just um, a distraction from every other sound. And it's I can run things through in my head. Um, and I bring a ball with me. This is going to sound... Corny, but I, I I try to get <laughs> connected to the ball. Um, hmm. you know how you know whenever you you listen to old sports references is like be the ball. Yep. So that's that's what I do. I'll go maybe do a couple stretches. I'll have the ball with me. I'll do a little bit of um, hand-eye coordination. You know, I'll, I'll bounce the ball off a wall with one hand. Um but really I'm just taking the time to kind of center in myself and block everybody out. So that way when I get on the court, like it's game time, like I'm focused. It's, I guess it's almost like a meditation, um, that I just do away from everybody.
0: Now, Do you see yourself like, do you see the ball becoming like an extension of your body or are you just like really just internalizing every aspect of what the ball represents, like dodgeball, moving, catching, throwing, being aware of the other person's intent that kind of stuff
1: i would say it's um like an extension of my body because i don't know what everybody looks at i I guess when people look to catch a ball i could if i see a release point i don't have to have my eyes open the rest of the time and it's like i i I can i know where that ball is going to go so I don't watch like the ball come into my chest or anything. I I watch that release point and then I'm already moving. Huh. So it, it it's almost like that that extension's coming back to me and I'm already looking at like my next play. Now, I don't always catch the ball. Um the, I mean, the speed varies quite a bit. Right. But <laughs> but it's it's like I when people throw weird curves and stuff, it, the release point
0: tells it all to me. It's crazy. I bet there's people that will say like the feet tell me where it's going to go or I'll just wait until that thing banks at the last second and I'll know exactly or I'll just feel it. Like there's what I love about one of the many things I love about dodgeball and what I think I'm I'm still hooked to this day is I don't know how this happens after playing for so long, but I will just flip out and catch like three or four balls in a row immediately. But if you, if you throw a cross court at me, like I'll probably drop it because I've spent too much time thinking <laughs> about it. And Dude,
1: I, the amount of times I've dropped changeups, uh <laughs> it drives
0: me insane. <laughs> you're just like, why? <laughs> yeah,
1: you get you get in like that that flow state of mind where you know, you can't think about it or else you get out of it. But if you're 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 playing, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, um, That's exactly where I was going. The flow so, state. Okay, yeah. Yep. So you get into that and you're unstoppable and then, you know, as soon as you think oh, I'm in this state That's oh, you're out of it now. Sorry, yeah. dude. Like, what were you thinking?
0: Trying to think about what you're doing. Yeah. Trust me. I, I've had pretty solid flow state moments. And I've also had like, are you, are you how, how did he, that was a rainbow. How, how did he drop that? <laughs> is, is he okay? Yeah. It, maybe he needs to retire. I think he's done. Yeah. And, uh, it's,
1: a, it's one of those moments where like in football, you're like, come on rookie, complete the catch before you turn to you know, get the touchdown. You have to actually catch the ball first. It's like I'm, I'm already thinking I caught the ball, so I'm looking to already light the kid up across the court, but I haven't even caught the ball
0: yet. Yep, been there. Somebody like catch the, I'm gonna catch this ball. I'm gonna hit this one guy, and then I go this way and I'm catch the other ball. I'm like, oh wait, I forgot. And I'm walking to the queue because I didn't do any of the, I didn't even do the first stop. <laughs> yeah, first start exactly. Step. No, it's it's the flow state, and that's I, for some reason I I could suffer, you know if you look at open gym, I could suffer two, three hours of just complete tomfoolery and and just sucking. But if I get like five seconds of flow state, it's worth the entire thing. Like I just, Oh yeah. I love that mindlessness and dodgeball is the only thing versus like the occasional line drive I would get playing, you know, second base or left field in in baseball. That was the only thing that just continues to give that to me. So until that stops, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where maybe I'll start thinking about calling it quits. But, um, flow state is probably like the best way to describe, um, yeah, that, yeah, awesome it's, feeling.
1: it's, uh, it, it's funny that you reference that, that
0: that's what would be
1: you know, what, what gets you out of the sport. <laughs> right. But, um uh, yeah, those, those small, small windows of almost like Superman feeling moments make every ball that smacked you in the cheek. Well worth it. Yeah. He's like, but I did
0: that though, like
1: yeah, I, yeah. Remember this though. Yeah. Don't don't think about what just happened, but remember that. Yeah, Pay, pay
0: no <laughs> mind to you know. I spent the entire game in the queue, but but look at that one moment where that coolness just happened. Like that was right. It's such a, It's a it's a high and it's a rush and I mean just I one more reason to love dodgeball. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of mentioned. So, oh, what's up? I was just gonna say it's like a love hate thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, uh, come on, Hans, it's like well, he, you just pulled this craziness off earlier. Where are you? But, uh, mm-hmm. so you mentioned you don't really have like a specific song or, or do you have, like, I, I guess I don't really know if you have like a playlist or you just said, so you kind of just put anything on Spotify. You're just more looking for a distraction, but is there like any one song yeah. out there that will get you amped up or, um,
1: it'll, it, it changes. Um, it, it's funny when, when I was swimming, it was always, um, Eminem and, and it was always, um, lose yourself. That was, that was my, you know, I had a ritual where it was, as I was getting off the bus, I would start it Hmm. and it would always end about the time I was walking into the locker room. So it it would be perfectly timed. And that was the song that I guess triggered the it's game time. Um, but as far as in dodgeball, it, it really changes a lot um i'm not someone that listens to a specific like genre music i listen to about everything so it it depends on my flavor of the week i guess one month it might be hardcore rock and roll and then the next it might be some hip-hop so it really just depends and like my my spotify i'll just throw on a daily mix and hope for the best good
0: nice (laughs) yeah yeah, the uh, for all the memes, the Lose Yourself" is still pretty, pretty awesome song.
1: Oh yeah, when um, it comes on, I still can't help but that inner teenage white wannabe rapper comes out, and I have to just yell it at my
0: the top of my lungs. Yeah, it, it it stirs something within me, even though I'm a pretty mon- monotone, mellow guy. I'm just like, I feel like I should do something right now listening to the song. Yeah. and being from Detroit, it has a little extra feels. Oh nice. That makes sense. Um so I guess uh we'll go into some of the uh crowdsource questions. Uh as I said, we did we get a, we did get a couple. Um I mm-hmm. just wanted to ask, uh I don't know why it's popped into my head. I know Tony Stumpo is not a game cock, but every time I think Felix Peroni, <laughs> I think Tony Stumpo. And do you know Tony enough to say who would win in a fight between the two?
1: Oh yeah. Who would so So I I did, I scrolled down and saw this and it did make me laugh. I think that, (laughs) so I'll I'll say Felix, I think it would win it, but I'll tell you why. So I think it would start off, they would both try to talk each other out of fighting so much that Felix would get frustrated. And I think Tony would, (laughs) would still not want any part of it. And Felix is long. His arms are He's got wiry long arms. So I, he's got reach on Tony for sure. I feel like Felix is a little bit of a a wild card where remember in Hey Arnold when like he was gonna fight the bully kid? Do you do you remember Hey Arnold at all?
0: I'm trying to remember uh the kid with the backwards hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Football head they called him.
0: Right. No, no, no. Yeah. The the bully was the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So remember, um, he he pretended to be like
0: crazy. Oh, I feel like the, that's Felix. The, <laughs> yeah, he played that song "Don't Hit Me, I'm Crazy," and he freaked him yeah. out. oh man. Yeah, I feel like that's Felix. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, I, that's why I had to ask. So, like, I was I was pulling notes, and I do, and I keep teasing. I, I do owe um, everybody an evening with Tony Stumpo, and so when I saw that note, I was like. Felix Peroni, Tony. I I gotta ask this real quick. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think Tony would still be trying to talk Felix out of it, and then Felix would be. Just snap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I was uh obviously creeping on your your Facebook earlier. I saw you run <laughs> the prices right as I that? was.
1: I was wondering if this was gonna come up.
0: Had to. <laughs> so walk me through that real quick. What what when would what you do? How did you do? Would you win? Did you win? Like, what, what was it uh, like?
1: Yeah. So I actually lived out in West Hollywood. Um, It had to be 2014. Um, Yeah. In between uh, time at central. So me and two of my buddies just hopped in my car after classes got out and uh, drove out there. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have jobs. We didn't have a place to live. We were just going to make it work. So I when was I on it? It had to be in August. Yeah, that sounds right. So we had we had gotten an apartment at that point, had jobs. And uh, the guy I was working for was super cool. And uh, I, I don't know if anybody that lives out in West Hollywood area, if you go to LASC on Santa Monica Boulevard, say what's up to Alfredo for me. He's my man. I worked for him for three months or so. He hooked me up. Um, but anyway, uh, he was super cool. So I basically, I didn't work for the store. I worked for him and I was his, I guess, assistant for the summer. And he was really cool about me. Just you, he Hey, just let me know, you know, the night before, if you can come into work, if not cool, just let me know. Huh. So my girlfriend at the time was actually flying out and I thought it'd be cool, you know, to do something. So I looked up The prices Right, and they had uh, a filming every day. They would film two shows, one at, like, 8 a.m. and one at 11. And um, so I was like, you know what? Let's wake up, go to the early one just in case, because I bet the line's long. And if worse comes worse, we make the second show. So we got there early. And there was, like, nobody there. I think we were, like, the 10th people in line. And uh, so we went through the line. And they did all their vetting of, like, Um, what's your name and where are you from? Whatever. And, uh, I had some people in line that were like, Oh yeah, you really want to like amp this up. And it's like, all right. So, um, got all excited and went through. And when, when they were seating people, they would seat them in certain places. And I think because, you know, we're younger, good looking couple, they put us like right behind contestants row. And, um, they, they told the audience before they started taping that we don't have everybody picked out who's going to be up on the show. So we want to see people that, you know, are into it, help people out on stage, standing up, like having a good time. Right. And I was like, whatever, like I'm on the, I'm in the crowd of the prices, right? Like I'm going to make the most of this. This is going to be fun. So I didn't get called up for the initial four people, but, um, I was helping people out on stage, standing up, yelling, having a good time. And (laughs) the next person that got called up was my name. And I turned and looked and then just sprinted up. Like, I don't even think I high-fived anybody. It was just like tunnel vision to get up there. (laughs) And uh, um, so the first thing that came down was a pair of like Louis Vuitton shoes, a Jimmy Choo purse, and some like black dress and i had to go first obviously and I, I forget what i guess i think it was like 1800 or something and i ended up get, being right or the closest and uh so i had to go up on stage so i ended up winning those three things like the shoes the purse and the dress and uh i played flipper flop and uh we went to a commercial break and you know so i, I shot i i guess i chatted with um Drew Carey for a second. I was wearing a Detroit tiger shirt. So he's, Oh, I'm from Cleveland. And, you know, kind of just chatted for a second and then came back and played flipper flop ended up winning. I won like a, a built in grill, like Island set, huh. like big umbrella and stuff. And, uh, when they, when they announced that I won, I ran over and hugged the model. Cause I thought I'm, a, I'm only going to do this one. So might as well. And, uh, <laughs> went to went to the, um, uh, the what are the the spinning of the wheel? Or I forget what it's called now, but uh, spun the wheel. Ended up uh, going over the dollar and didn't get to go to the showcase. But um, it was definitely one of one of my
0: favorite days of all time. That's awesome. Did is there footage of this anywhere? Or do I have what is there footage of this at all? Like of you playing? Um,
1: um I. I think so. I know I, it's somewhere deep on my Facebook. Somebody like posted it to my wall. Huh. Uh, like, like a classmate that uh, I graduated high school with was like randomly watching The Price is Right, and was like, "Oh, hey, I went to high school with this kid," <laughs> and posted it on my <laughs> Facebook wall. But I think it is recorded somewhere.
0: That's um, insane. So, did you, um, man, you probably could spend half you, an hour on this.
1: Um, do you do you have an Instagram? Uh, I do. If you go far enough back on um, my personal Instagram, um, you'll see that, like, the day after my episode aired, they made a meme out of me. Um, let me see if I can find it here. They, uh, <laughs> you can see me, right? Yeah.
0: All right. So let me see if I can find it here for you. They, 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 as in they like caught your, your friend or your friends are like the Internet.
1: No, like the Price is Right's actual oh, Instagram crazy. page. They, uh, uh, Let's see. Here it is. They they caught me making my bid, and it says, May I bid, sir? <laughs> that was like one of the first memes I've ever seen, and I thought it was just hilarious that it came from the
0: Price is Right. So I, I had to throw that back out there. Yeah, we need to uh, – So in addition to the Atari logo, uh, I think – uh, we got, we got to post like that picture, the screenshot that and post yeah, send it to you right now. Exactly. Like <laughs> what, what did they talk about? Did they like that? That should make people want to listen for sure. Um, so you won all those prizes. Like, did you like do you have to pay taxes on those? Like how does, how does that work? I'm just yeah, genuinely curious. Yeah. So there was a lot of taxes on that. Yeah. Um, and what sucked is like
1: the, like the shoes and like the dress. I thought, Oh, you know, that'd be cool. I'll give it away as gifts. But because all the prizes are donated you're just stuck with whatever size that they have. Huh. So I, I think the the dress was like a zero, and it was like like a size seven shoe. Or I don't know, but I ended up selling the shoes, um, which was cool. After I paid all the taxes, because I had to pay California tax, and then I had to pay, um, I, I had to count like as income for like my 2014 taxes in Michigan. So I had to like pay double taxes on it. I had to get it shipped to Michigan, so. It was a hassle, but it ended up being cool. Um, I think I still have the dress because I couldn't sell it and then I just stopped trying. So I think it's still like hanging up at my mom's house. But I uh I gave I gave the outdoor set to my uncle and he agreed to pay my rent the the rest of the year at Central. Huh. So I was like, "All right, cool, fair trade. I'll be able to come use it. I'm going to get my rent for free. This is going to be perfect." <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It was, it was awesome.
0: who'd have thought, um, yeah, I saw that just, like I said, just kind of scrolling through your, your timeline. I was like, Oh, Oh, I got to ask about this. Um, (laughs) so initially you, you had just decided, uh, kind of backing up a little bit. You just decided to move to West Hollywood.
1: Yeah. So, um, it's funny. Me and, uh, two of my friends, we actually met in an acting class and, I thought that that might be like my future. So huh. um I had like two acting classes with these um two people and I did an independent study with our professor at the time that they also did with me. And you know we kind of kind of floated the idea by her and uh she was like now's the time like just do it. So really all right, cool. Initially it was supposed to be four of us, but one person drop, which actually ended up really working out because our, my car was packed, but yeah, we, we mean just drove out there made it work. And I actually have some very crazy stories about how we made it work that we could definitely do a whole nother podcast on.
0: might take you up on that. Um, yeah, (laughs) just the way this conversation is going. I feel like, yeah, I'll probably have you on for sure. I'll throw,
1: I guess I'll throw you a a little hook for that one. Um, So we were, so the one buddy, he, um, (laughs) he found us a place to live. Well, not, I shouldn't say live. found us a place to stay for the night, uh, or two nights, um, on a dating app. So we ended up staying, um, (laughs) we ended up staying in this place for about a week, this random random place and we all thought we might get murdered but (laughs) it really worked out for us that um we found our apartment and um jobs and stuff through that (laughs) i'm really glad that uh none of us were like really keeping contact with like our parents at the time because my my mom for sure would have been on a plane out and like picked me
0: up and flew me home it's like i gotta get my kid out of there now <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> huh yeah i definitely yeah. Gonna have to do a little bit of a deeper dive next time um just because so many questions now are just popping up yeah um
1: <laughs> yeah dude we'll we'll do a follow-up uh yeah, a part two <laughs> we'll have to we'll,
0: we'll have to do like a uh you call it a, a prequel for lack of better words um yeah that's crazy though. And i, I really wonder man like because you know, West Hollywood Dodgeball, I mean, obviously that's that's where Jake Mason comes from. They're pretty massive out there. I wonder, let's assume things had worked out if you stayed there, if Dodgeball still would have got you then, like if you're just... Right.
1: Um, No, that's actually funny because it was like the last two weeks I was there, I found out about uh, West Hollywood Dodgeball and I wanted to go. I just didn't have the time um, because the last, last two weeks I was out there, my brother and buddy... Uh, flew out to hang out out in LA for the week. And then they were going to drive back with me Um, because one of my buddies ended up staying out there. And then um, it was just going to be the two of us driving back. So they thought, you know, let's, all we have to do is buy a plane ticket. So they hopped on a plane, came out to LA for a week and then uh, made the trip back with me.
0: That's fine. I just, I, I just love the idea of like, yeah. You were destined to play dodgeball and there's no escape no matter what you do, even if it's as wild as <laughs> it, was, was <laughs> <laughs> it was I was surrounded. It just meant to happen. Um one of the things I want to ask too from the the episode that where Miles interviewed was um you you had read wrote a letter to Bill Gates asking for ten thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so what what would you have done if 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 Bill Gates was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a billionaire. I, I what's ten thousand dollars? Here you go, kid. What would you have done with that? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I may, maybe rented a gym a couple times. I, I have no idea.
1: Um, I'm sure uh, I, I probably would have asked him, be like, oh, wait, hey, um, actually, can you just help too? That, that'd probably be a lot easier if
0: you just had a hand in this instead of just giving me money. <laughs> so now that I got your attention, how about you just you know, yeah. this for hey, me?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're agreeing to this, and I really appreciate it, but... I could really use a lot of help because I am not an old enough to make any of these decisions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I guess, uh, might've have, might have made some assumptions here. So you, you love dodgeball so much. You wrote a letter to Bill Gates, asking for $10,000 to help build dodgeball league I think, or just make dodgeball yeah. more. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wanted I wanted to do a dodgeball league and I figured, you know what? That he's Bill Gates. He's got billions. Ten grand is going to be nothing to him. Yeah. So there was a little bit of method behind the the ten thousand dollars, but, um, and I guess being like a nine or ten year old kid, ten thousand dollars seemed like a million. Seems
0: like it answers everything, right? Like, oh yeah, no, yeah. I could totally, you know, change the world with with ten grand. Yeah. <laughs> oh you know, man, I remember thinking I was like, God, that's that's adorable and hilarious at the same time. To think, yeah, 10 k would solve everything. Just even now, but you right. could probably do a lot of damage. Not not to discount that at all.
1: Yeah, I'm actually. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna try to sneak up to uh, my mom's this weekend. I'm gonna see if she still has it filed away somewhere.
0: Yeah, you need to. I was. Uh, I was like, what are the what are the chances of him getting that letter, and posting that on Instagram right. or something? <laughs> That's awesome. Hey,
1: Bill Gates, look where we're at now. <laughs>
0: you had your chance, Bill. You could have invested. That 10k yeah. would have been worth at least 500k right now. But uh, it's not too late. You know, you can yeah. still, you can still invest.
1: <laughs> we'll still take you.
0: Yep well sam hutter uh i should have rehearsed this but she asks how many cocks could a game cock flock if a game cock could flock cock (laughs) i don't know if i'm going to censor that because i I feel like the algorithm might might just let that slide i feel like it would uh would ruin it so how many so i thought long and hard
1: on this puns definitely intended um and for sure would say 13 because that's how many cocks are on the game cocks and you know well i shouldn't say are on the team that are current and past players because once you're a cock you're always a cock
0: i'm just i'm curious as (laughs) how many cocks can a game cock flock so what does that mean? Are, are they or, gathering Gamecocks and how many could they gather at a given time? And if you say, <laughs> once a Gamecock, always a Gamecock, does that mean there's just masses of them? Like, Sam, I need more now that I'm reading into this a lot more now than I probably should have. <laughs>
1: I love it. Um, but, well, you know, if if we're trying to, you know, flock with other flocks, I'm sure it's much higher than 13. Then, um, yeah. We uh, when, when you get the, the cocks out flocking, I, I've never never had anybody turn down a good Gamecock. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam, for that. <laughs> and uh, I, I must pat myself on the back. I didn't stutter or stumble once. That, that took a lot yeah, of concentration. <laughs> so the rest is all just going to fall apart now. But uh, Colin O'Brien, uh, we, we kind of talked about this earlier, but he asked, uh, what was your favorite tournament post-NCDA, and why was it the one time he played on Dynasty? <laughs> Probably because he asked uh, to keep you, right? Or like... Do you want to comment on that some more? What's that? Do you want to comment on 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 that one some more, or, or take that question? Oh,
1: that no, that w- that was a really fun tournament. Um, you know, I all those guys on Dynasty, I've I've played with for, I guess, ten years now. I've played, you know, against, um, I've played with a few times. So it, it's it's just like playing with old friends. You know, it they're a good time. Um, I love playing against them, playing with them, especially beating them. That's always a lot of fun. Um. But, it, no, it was cool being able to play with them, um, it, being able to see another team's dynamic. Um, you know, with the Gamecocks, a lot of those guys I didn't get to play with as much when I was coming through the NCDA. Uh, Felix was – I think he had one or one or two years left when I was a freshman. And I, I played with Fitz. Oh, I, guess I shouldn't say with him. I played against Fitz a lot. Um, Ryan I didn't play against as much actually i think i'm wrong there i think i played against ryan just as much as fits but i, I actually talked to fits more um but you know colin going to msu and the rest of the guys going to grand valley we saw those guys six eight times a year so you, you got to be friends with them and even after some ncda nationals and stuff going going out to bars with those guys um hanging out with them in grand rapids after the grand rapids open it was a great time i I, I, as much as i love to hate on those guys um i love them at the same time
0: i mean i feel like that's where the hate comes from right the quote-unquote hate like you guys don't oh yeah legit hate each other but you guys have a lot of fun and i i love the memes i love the, the the annual prank i um i still find it hilarious that um their pass around condoms in 2018 i still have a couple of those yeah that was just (laughs) please keep that up like that i feel like there's there's a healthy level of teasing and and memory that that can transpire and i feel like you guys have it and i love that category five is kind of stepping up and you've got the same thing with uh syndicate and um i would like to see more and um but that's you know reasons 21 and 22 why dodgeball is so awesome because you can still have a really good on the court rivalry with these guys. You can share beers after. You can play on their team sometimes. You can even go so far as to, you know, have this hilarious meme war going on, and it's uh, it's just awesome. So it's it's fun to yeah. watch. And um, yeah, it's, yeah, I think
1: it I think it all stems from, um, you know, a mutual respect for uh for players, um, knowing that, you know, we're we're all good friends and stuff, but we all not only respect each other's players, but we respect the game of dodgeball so much that even when we step across the court from each other, we expect nothing less, but their all. And if, if, you know, if they weren't going to give us their all, it, it would just be, it would feel almost disrespectful. Um, if they're not coming out as hard as they would against anybody in the, like in a national title game, um, it, it wouldn't be the same. So being able to, you know, share a court with those guys, having the respect for them and the game, I think it makes those games so much more, more meaningful and so much more fun. Um, Cause I, I think like th- those type of games are the game at its purest form. I, I equate it almost to, to like rugby matches where I don't know if you ever watched a rugby match, but. A lot of those times, you know, those guys are out in the field and they want to rip each other's heads off every single second of the game. And then afterwards, no matter what happens, you know, everybody goes out and has a beer afterwards and, you know, has a great time. So I I think that's a lot of what dodgeball is like as well.
0: I feel like it should be. Um, And I I, I, yeah i don't want to go negative because there's obviously some teams where you're like mm, i think they really do hate each other i think there might be a fight right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's definitely there as well but yeah. um yeah i mean we being a lot of you know michigan guys uh, our, our paths cross so much that even if we did hate each other we would have to get over it because we see each other so
0: often yeah no i think um it's kind of cool because when when Justin um, interviewed um, Quan, um, they were talking about like they they give off this like they'll talk a lot of crap. They're they're very like very competitive on the court, but then off it's they're friendly, they're respectful. It's kind of like we were saying, just a little bit different. Just where you have that mutual respect for the team, you're going to give it your all. You're going to want to beat them. You're going to want to tear their heads off. But once the, it's done, it's back to being being buddies and having a beer and and you know just continuing to have this like. It's like off-court relationship online and and in-person yeah. stuff with with between the teams. So, right, definitely want to see more of that <laughs> and less of like, okay, I think, I really think we need to call security because there there's gonna be some fists about to fly. So right. don't want that. <laughs> less less of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of. Um, this rivalry so kevin bailey um he asks uh, who is your least favorite member of gamecocks so <laughs> here we go <laughs> who is your least favorite member of gamecocks outside of the obvious choice of jacob lesky so a do you agree that your least favorite is jacob and who is the the second least favorite um you know i don't
1: have a least favorite gamecock i love all those guys um i will say jake definitely gets on my nerves the most and I think it's because it goes back to you know we've we've been playing together since he joined Central, and so he knows all the right buttons that just get me going. Um, so he he definitely has the ability to get me worked up the most. Um, but yeah, I, I love all those guys. Those those guys, um, you know they they were as much a part of the the first wave of the NCBA that they're able to. One, they started out when um, dodgeball was, you know, just goofing around and fun, but then they trans, or uh, I guess, transformed and saw it get to the competitive play that the NCAA is today. So they have, you know, the backbone of the fun, the camaraderie, and being able to um, just go out and have a good time. But they also have that that edge to them where you know they they want to win and they want to get better all the time and it's funny now since i've been on the team i've been kind of like the go-to for the fitness stuff so i'll get videos of you know felix sitting on his recumbent bike getting putting work in or i get people asking me about um you know squat form and everything so i i could never say anything bad about those guys that's
0: awesome you yeah, definitely what that that teamwork or not that teamwork, but that that team like camaraderie, that like almost like brotherhood type thing, where it's just it goes beyond the court. Again, just going to that respect with the other teams, but also your own. Um, yeah, and
1: what's crazy is uh the Gamecocks actually well, I shouldn't say all of them, but um Jake in particular actually saved my dodgeball career. So let's hear about that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. It was going into my third year of elite, and this was when, um, I think we were the we were the mountain men at the time, and um, Mike Riley, Wes Peters, were on Kraken, and Mike had reached out to me about creating a new team. And we were losing a couple guys on mountain men. So, you know, I was all for it. And, uh, he was like, man, I just don't know. I don't know the right, the right way to approach this subject with, you know, the guys on Kraken. I, I don't want to burn any bridges or anything. And, uh, so I kind of coached him through it. And, uh, so we, we had a team pretty well set and I was actually in Indianapolis with, uh, jake lesky at the time when mike mike shot me a text and was like hey man like i really appreciate everything that you know you did for me in this transitional period but i just don't think that we need you on this team for xyz so Mm. i was in indianapolis having a good time with jake and i was like oh man well that sucks like that's kind of a really crappy thing to do to somebody that just helped you go through this right um and jake was oh what are you what are you gonna do what are you gonna do and i was like dude i don't know i don't really want to think about it right now like i'm just out here having fun like maybe i'll just walk away from dodgeball and call it good and you know focus on other things and he's like well well we might have room in the game Cox. you know let me let me reach out to a couple people you know it might not be a full-time position and i was like all right, cool, man. It sounds good. Like another excuse to, you know, hang out with you guys and um, go out and maybe play a little bit of dodgeball. I go, it's either that, or I'm probably going to walk away from dodgeball and uh, ended up, I did a year uh, subbing with the Gamecocks. And then uh, last year, last year, two years ago, I don't know, became a full member of the Gamecocks. So
0: without the Gamecocks wouldn't be here. That's awesome. That uh, trying to uh try not to go on rabbit hole with this one. <laughs> but again, just going to stick with the uh, yeah, you're destined to play dodgeball for yeah, for for uh for longer than than you would think and um now this is really cool. Uh, and it, it's it, it kind of makes like the some of these interactions that much more funny just because when when Kevin asked that question you see, um, both Felix and Jacob ask. They, they react with the the care meme or the, the care reaction. Yeah, <laughs> I just like. I mean, it's really cool that there are teams out there like like this where you know they, they can basically save somebody's career. Um, mm-hmm. But it becomes more than just you're just a number or you're just a spot on the team or you're just like a temporary um, situation. You find like a home for lack of better words. Um, that's cool.
1: Yeah, and that was a lot of um, what what joining the game, Cax was to me it was you know these were guys that all came up through the ncda and these were all guys that you you know they they liked the dodgeball experience but they also liked the actual playing of the game and took it seriously so um that's what when jake pitched it originally was you know these guys want to know that you're gonna be serious on the court but also be fun to have a beer with afterwards and i was like dude that that sounds great like why, why would anybody be against that? <laughs> Sign me up. I'm
0: I'm in. That's cool. Um, well, speaking of funny, so when I saw the notification that Felix Prony posted a question, I was like, Oh, oh God, what's it going to be? And so he says, um, uh, would you rather eat one gallon of mayo from, would you rather eat one ga- gallon of mayo one time in one hour setting or, okay, I, I guess I have to rehearse that would you rather eat a gallon of mayo in, a t- in one two-hour setting or every time you drink anything from a water fountain included you have to use a crazy straw so for the rest of your life and now i understand okay because I, I made the comment i read. I was like that doesn't sound so bad but if this is if this is every time you consume a beverage or liquid you have to have a crazy straw so what would you do what would you choose between the two
1: i it's funny because i hate mayo and Felix knows this because Felix <laughs> is a weirdo that likes mayonnaise, and oh. it, I think it's just disgusting. So I'm taking the crazy straw ten out of ten times. For the rest of your I, life, I love I love <laughs> the explanations in the comments.
0: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> yeah. So I like mayo, but when you said I love like Felix loves me, I literally just pictured him drinking out of. I, I just I, the visuals are are great. So thank you everybody that participated in this thread. Um, I do want to go ahead and ask this question, even though it wasn't directly asked, but Tina, um, she says to Felix, a gallon of mayo, who hurt you? So can you just speculate who hurt Felix? Do you know him <laughs> enough to, to weigh in on this?
1: Um, you know, <laughs> I, I I don't know who would hurt Felix, but some the, uh, the interview with Christine, I think is very insightful, and you can take that however you want to take it. Excellent. <laughs> but <laughs> I, that guy... He dips french fries in mayo and it's just it makes me gag I, I think it's the worst looking substance on the planet just like it looks like old gross jello and just the smell of it's weird
0: i, I just i can't take it the, it's, it's weird it's like the more you talk about the the, the more disgusting it it sounds but i I do enjoy mayo on sandwiches, but now I'm just, I'm going to psych myself out of this. Just like I did with bananas. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah. Hunter Ford asks, uh, hopefully this, I, I feel like this is another inside question. So what are your thoughts on the upper peninsula asking for Felix Peroni? So what does that mean? Yeah,
1: I actually don't know that one. Oh, okay. um, I, I don't know where that comes from, um, but I like the UP. I think the UP is cool. Uh, it's got, it's, it's fun to go up and visit. I don't know if Felix has some personal vendetta against the UP <laughs> or what, but um I'm a fan. So, I like going up across the bridge.
0: So we, okay, so I'm obviously geographically challenged here. What what does that mean? Like,
1: like Michigan's upper peninsula?
0: Okay. I have to uh <laughs> so Google
1: maps is so real you
0: life.
1: if you look at, you know, a map because the right? obviously like the mitten and then there's like a territory up above it that's like connected to Wisconsin. That is also Michigan, but they actually don't touch. So like they're not connected by land. So we have the Mackinac Bridge, which is like, I think it's like a five mile bridge that connects the two peninsulas. And there's, there's like a big, long story about how we got it, how we basically traded the city of, I say we, like I was there, the, the state of Michigan traded like the city of Toledo in order to get the upper peninsula I don't know how exactly it worked but that's where it lies and uh yeah so it uh, it's fun i like it up there
0: the the city of toledo was our
1: was our trade for the upper peninsula so i don't know if the upper peninsula was an ohio territory and we're like oh here you can have toledo we'll take the upper peninsula that's weird. i don't i don't know the history on it that much i just know that
0: Somehow Toledo and the Upper Peninsula got swapped. That is strange, and I am gonna research that later because that's yeah. <laughs> I am really curious, like because yeah. It, obviously, I am looking at a map because, I, like I said, I am geographically challenged here. But like, it does not make sense. But uh, right, all the more reason definitely why.
1: looks like it should be part of Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, all right. <laughs> so your thoughts are you you are okay with it? Yeah, you don't yeah, really have. Yeah, any... I like it.
1: It's 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 um it's very uh, backwoods up there um yeah that's it, cool. yeah we'll sleep at that it's yep. uh it's very rural and uh mountains woods like i would i would go as far as to call it the like the alaska of the um
0: the lower 48 that's fair i would say it's like the the great wall i don't know if you guys do watch game of thrones yeah yeah I associate you guys as the north so this is the wall but uh yeah because yeah obviously canada's where all the, all the, all the, bad guys are. So <laughs> the wild means but, uh, yeah.